Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. And it is good to be with you again here on this Friday. I'm glad to be with you uh, today and uh, wanting to share uh, the Word of God with you, of course, and all of that. And, uh, you know, uh, even though this is set up, uh, a lot of people would look at and say, oh, it's just another Bible study, whatever you want to uh, call it, uh, and so on and so forth, uh, we are still a podcast. And uh, we have, uh, you know, we you know, didn't start a whole long time ago. Uh, we are on, I believe this is the 42nd podcast that we've done so far. So we're fairly new. But, um, you know, we're moving along. And uh, I, I tell you, I, um, you know, will... Uh, probably change some things up a bit here and there as time goes on. Uh, but one thing I will not change is that because this podcast is called God's Whole Word, uh, we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be talking about that because that is what God has called this podcast to be, is to talk about God's whole word. So why would I lie to you and uh, go on and do something different and, you know, just yapping and running my mouth about things or whatever people do on their podcast, uh, I'm going to be yapping about the Word of God. And I'm not going to be yapping about just a part of it. We're going to talk about God's whole Word. Because too many people have taken God's Word and thrown it in the garbage. That's why we've got the mess we've got in the world, in America, and right here in the city of Houston and the surrounding areas where I am at, uh, we've got sin everywhere. We've got people just living however they want to live. And the reason why is because they have taken God. They said, God don't matter to me. I don't care what God says. I don't care what that Bible says. I don't even believe it's a word of God. That's what some people say. Well, I got news for you. I got news for you, friend. It is God's word. It's God's whole word. God's holy word and his whole word. You think God is so weak, such a weak need God, that he would create everything that he's created that we see and we don't see, and that sun comes up every day, and you know it does. You know you can depend on it. That sun ain't going to slam into this earth. That sun ain't going to back up and freeze us to death. God is in charge. He's been in charge for a long time before you got here, and he'll be in charge long after you're gone, and long after I'm gone too. So we can depend on the God we've got, and we can know that this God that told us that we've got to live by the whole word of God, that he's not going to say that to us if he's not going to provide it for us. That would be foolish, and it would mean that God lied. But the Bible says God can't lie. And so if he says in his word he can't lie, then God can't lie. And so he's provided us with everything that we need. So without further ado, let's go to the one that created everything there is, including the word that I'm going to be reading out of. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. I said I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for what you do every day. Lord, you said to let every day be as such that we only think about this day. We only sit and worry about tomorrow. 
But let the day take care of its own self tomorrow. And not worry about things. Just let the day be and know that you're going to provide. And so, Lord, we look to you as you provide for us. Now, sometimes, Lord, there are days we wake up to that just looks like an absolute nightmare. Just like the other day when we heard about the shooting at the Christian school. America woke up to a nightmare. The world woke up, and maybe not everybody paying attention to it, but a lot of people in America are, including myself, Lord, and many others. And the nightmare that we see of not only this horrible tragedy, but many others. My God, we need your help. We need your help. We need you to come and help us. And so, God, as we go on with this podcast, I ask you, God, to open up our ears and our eyes. Lord, take that eye salve. Oh, my God, help us, Jesus, to heal our sight, our spiritual sight, that we can see what's going on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, we uh, began this podcast uh, the other day, well, this uh, series that we're going to be doing in this podcast, excuse me, uh, because we just ended a series of uh, lessons, um, talks, whatever you want, but still going to be, we're going to get in the Bible, we're going to look at the Bible, we're going to see what the Bible has to say. And uh, we've been on uh, a series of lessons talking about God's love, but now we've turned the corner, we're going to talk about things that God hates. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people that won't like that. Oh, no, you won't. And some of you Christians, you are so-called Christians, you won't like it neither. But we're going to talk about some things that God hates. You say, God can't hate. Oh, yes, he can. I didn't make that up. You think I'm just telling you that just to tell you that? Why would I do that? Why would I waste my time just telling y'all that God hates something if I ain't got no proof up in the Word? Now, I know what some of y'all going to do. When I get to giving you Scripture, all you're going to do is turn around and say, Well, I don't believe that's the Word of God anyway. Well, then why are you listening to this podcast just to run your mouth? Why are you listening to the podcast? Why, why do you want to listen to podcasts and then make your comments and do all the stuff that you do? Why do you do that? For what reason? You ain't doing it to benefit yourself if that's the kind of attitude that you got. Y'all know what I'm saying is the truth. It's, it's the truth. So, but um, we need to look at God's word. We need to find out what God has to say about things. Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 4 when he was talking to the devil. And yes, he was talking to the devil. He went up in the wilderness and he was had been fasting 40 days. And, and he was the Bible said he was hungry. He was, he was hungry. And the devil knew that. And he said, well, if you be the son of God, won't you turn those stones into bread? Now, he knew that Jesus could do that. But he was trying to tempt Jesus. And he was trying to get him uh, to do something and trying to make it look like that the only thing that we as human beings need to do is focus on our flesh and what we need for our flesh. And that's what the devil was trying to do and trying to say to Jesus, you know what? Take care of your flesh. 
Whatever you need in your flesh. If it feels good, do it. If you think you got to do that, then go on ahead and do it. And you know that's how the world is behaving now. You know it. But Jesus turned the corner on the devil. Yes, he did. And he said in his word, now, this ain't my words. I'm just telling you what it said. I'm just a messenger. That's all I am. Now, you want to beat up the messenger? I get it. You want to kill the messenger? I get it. Because they did that in the past. They did that in the word of God. They killed the prophets. They did all these things. They hated it when they would come along and they would tell them the truth and they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. They wanted some mamby-pamby little preacher. They wanted a pansy of a preacher to sit there and just tell them whatever they want to hear so they can feel good down in their soul and just go on and be happy in their sin. But if you're going to preach the word of God and you want to, you want to say, now when I said pansy, I don't want somebody saying something to me like, oh, you're talking about certain people. You went, No, I'm not. Now, do you know what I mean by that? Of course you don't know what I mean by that because that's why you want to run your mouth. And I know that if I turn on these comments, boy, I'd have people running their mouth up one side and down the other. I know I would. You'd just be running your mouth. You'd just be running your prideful little mouth and saying whatever you want. And even people that claim to be Christian, you know that you would. You, you don't like somebody to come along and say to you, look, and pull the rug out from under you and say, look, your, your way where you're standing is ugly and God don't like it and you better repent. And so we're going to talk about that today. So the devil told uh, Jesus, he said, why don't you turn those stones into bread? You know you're hungry. Go ahead and turn them in. He said, you sit here and have some bread. And Jesus said, I'm going to get away. I don't, I, it's not just my flesh that God be taken care of. I only have to take care of the flesh while I'm living on this earth. I ain't going to live forever, so I ain't going to be able to eat forever. Not, not here, I won't. So I, that is only going to suffice me for a certain period of time. And, and so Jesus, he took that moment and, it, and he literally did away with it for 40 days. Now I ain't suggesting y'all run around fasting for 40 days. You got to be really careful about those things. I'm not trying to discourage you from fasting, but I'm just saying, don't sit there and be eating all kinds of stuff and then turn around and go on a fast. You're going to make yourself sick and go in the hospital. Because there's ways that you got you got to be careful what you're doing. You ain't Jesus. Don't sit there and act like you're Jesus. You ain't Jesus. You, you're a human being. Jesus was a human being too, but you ain't Jesus. All right? Because Jesus wasn't just 100% man. He was also 100% God. And so it is. And you don't know the uh, preparations that Jesus had before he went on that 40-day fast. But I'm going to tell you what, if anybody's going to go on any extended fast, even for, for a day or two days or three days or whatever, you've you got, you got to prepare and you got to be careful, especially you got to take uh, health issues into uh, consideration. And, and some people may have to fast a different way than others and all of that. And we'll have a podcast sometime just talking about fasting. I'm not going to talk about that today, but I'm just telling you, don't run off and, oh, I heard this preacher. And, oh, I, I got to get over there and fight that devil. And I'm going to fast for 40 days. And you've been eating all kinds of nasty stuff going up in your system and you just you know ain't taking care of your body like y'all too and just eating whatever and then you try to go on a 40-day fast well you're gonna get sick it's just nine chances out of ten maybe maybe nine nine chances out of hundred you're gonna be sick because you, you're not using wisdom 
But um, anyway, so he was on a fast and he was hungry and the devil tried to tempt him. And then Jesus turned to him and he said, look, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this is how it goes. Now, I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing, but I'm just saying the Lord had his number is what I'm trying to tell you. The Lord knows the devil. He knows what he does. He knows his actions. He knows how, how the devil is. And he told the devil, he said, man, should I live by bread alone? Meaning that food that we eat on a daily basis to feed the body. He said, man, should I live by bread alone? He said, by, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, why would Jesus tell the devil that man has got to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God if he wasn't going to supply it? Don't you know how foolish that sounds? Now, if you're a Christian, you ought to be thinking about that. Because too many Christians have gotten themselves wrapped up in all of this false doctrine that are running around and they just uh, they don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know the Word of God. You take just a portion of the Word here or there and, and then you run with it like a maniac. But you can't do that. You've got to get in the Word. You've got to know the Word. How do you think you're going to know Jesus if you don't get in the Word? Have you been walking with Him through the mall or something? You know you ain't been walking through the mall with Jesus. Come on now. Amen. The way we get to know the Lord is we get the Bible out and we start looking at what He said and what He taught. That's how we do it. Amen. And you know, if, if you get any moment of time in God's word, you know what I'm saying is true. Now, come on. Somebody got to wake up. You say you sound like you're upset. with I am. I'm so sick and tired of people just falling into false doctrine over and over and over. And you know, there's no excuse for it. There's just flat out no excuse for it. Because God has left his word. If Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, every word, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, don't you think God would give every word to us? Yes, he would. Of course he would. God would do that. Oh, yes, and he has. But you know what the world's done? They took the Bible and they decide, oh, this is not God's word. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about people that claim to be Christians and take the word of God and say, oh, well, you know, this isn't all. We can't really trust the word of God. I mean, it's just insane what people are talking. It's like, why are you in a pulpit? Why are you even in a pulpit if you're going to call yourself a preacher? Now, you won't be in a pulpit. There's pulpits of, of all kinds of things. You know, they use it pulpits at, uh, at meetings of all kinds, not just Christian meetings. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the pulpit where you go to hear the word of God. That's the one I'm talking about. Hmm? So Jesus said, you got to listen to every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so uh, so don't sit there and tell me that God don't hate something because if you, if you or that he don't hate others. Because that's not true either. I got Bible. I'm going to show you right here in the Bible. And we're going to go through those things. We go, we've been talking about those things already. We talked about them on this last podcast. Where God literally made it very clear that, you know, he don't want you to know. Uh, or he don't want you not to understand. Excuse me. He don't want you not to understand that he hates people to sin. He don't just hate the sinner, uh, the sin that the sinner commits. He it's, it makes it very clear that he hates uh, the sinner himself. You don't believe me? Well, before we get started on this podcast, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take y'all. Let's see. We're gonna go to. Uh, I believe it's Psalm five five. 
I'm going to turn there because I think that's where it's at. Lord, let it be so. 5-5, five, five, Psalm 5-5, five, five. let's see. Psalm 5, verse 5. This is what it says. Psalm 5, verse 5. You don't believe me, look it up. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. You know what the workers mean? Iniquity means sin. You know what workers mean? In other words, you just keep on sinning. That's why it's in the plural. Workers, not a workers. It's just a, a plural. It's in the plural workers because you keep repeating it over and over and over. And that means you won't repent. You see? Now, I didn't say it. God's word did. And you can sit there and you can flip it one side and down the other and you can try to burn it to a crisp. You do whatever you want. Whatever you want. But you know what? God's word is going to stand because the Bible says in the word, I mean, the word of God makes it clear. God's word is going to stand. You're, you're not, you can't, uh, no matter what you do. I'm telling you what, people have tried to do away with the word of God so many times and they're still trying to do it. And God's word is still standing. You know, the Bible is, is uh, I believe, the most, uh, still, today, even today, the most sold book in the world. So, you know, God's word's going to stand. All right. So, uh, Jesus said, we've got to go by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, with that said, uh, and I'm, not, you know, we're gonna be breaking this up because this podcast is gonna, uh, these uh, um, podcasts that we're gonna be doing about God, what God hates, is gonna take a little time. You know, it's gonna take a little time because uh, when we started talking about God's love, it was no different. It took it took a lot a lot of time to uh, uh, to take apart First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen. So you you need to go back and and if, I would suggest that you look at those podcasts first before you start looking listening to these. Listen to the podcast about love first. If you ain't done that, listen to that first. All right, so you can understand we're not being mean and hateful here. We're not trying to, you know, just flip people over and just burn the daylights out of them. What we're trying to do is give you a full plate, a balanced meal. You can't just sit around and eat ice creams and donuts and candy and, and, and day after day after day and drinking soda and Kool-Aid and all this stuff. And you don't have nothing healthy and think that you ain't going to get sick. You know better. You know better. Now, you know that's true. You know you're going to keep on doing that. You're going to end up sick because your body needs other vitamins besides just what you're getting out of that donut. And that cookie and, and the chocolate milk and, and the soda and all the other. And you just keep on doing that. Hmm? You never have no meat. You have no vegetables or whatever. Maybe you don't like meat. Well, that's all fine and well. But you don't get any other nutrients other than just sugar, 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 sugar. You know something's going to happen. It's just going to fall apart on you. Your body is not going to be able to take it because it's going to need something else. All right? But guess what? Jesus said that, I, that we, man, you know what that word man means? It's humans. Don't sit there and lie to me, preacher. Do you know what? I heard a preacher the other day saying that some of the things that were said in the word of God that was only to the Jews that Jesus was talking about, the apostles were talking about. And one of those things was repentance, which is a bold-faced lie. That's a bold-faced, absolute lie. Repentance is for everybody. It ain't just for the Jew. It's for the Gentile too. Everybody got to repent. Everybody got to turn away from their sin. Everybody got to follow the Lord and obey him. Yes. Amen. That's the truth. Because Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And he, when you look at that word translated, that means human being. It means every human being. He said man. He didn't say the Jewish man and woman. That's not what he said. 
So don't sit there and twist God's word because you're a lying preacher. You need to stop lying in the pulpit. You liar, you need to let it go. Don't you know what the Bible says about liars? The Bible says every liar. Not, there ain't going to be no select. You think God's going to say, well, you know, you said a few good words. I think I'm going to just let you out of the far. No, he's not. The Bible says every, do you hear that? Every liar. Every liar. Hmm? All I am is a messenger. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the word of God says. It says every liar. And when it says every liar, it means every liar will have their part in the lake of fire. That's what it says. Now, I'm not trying to be a man. I'm trying to scare the living snot out of you so that you don't go to hell. I don't want you in hell. I don't want you in the lake of fire. Don't you know the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that hell, don't you know hell? The Bible talks about it. Jesus said it. He said that there's a place in hell and there's a torment going on there. And don't sit there and tell me, you Jehovah Witness, you sit there and tell me that hell is only the grave. Don't you know that more than one word in hell in the Bible called hell was translated in other ways and one of them was torment, a place of torment. So stop your lying to people. You're lying to your own self. And you're headed straight for a devil's hell because you want to lie to people. And you better stop it. You better repent. You got to turn. You say, I thought this was a podcast. You sound like you're preaching. Like you're just full of anger. Listen, if it, you want to call it that way, well, you can call it whatever you want. Because I'm, I, I am just, you know, I said to the Lord, you know, I, I ran from the Lord for a long time because I knew what the Lord called me to do. I knew it, and I thought, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Lord, I don't want to talk like that. I don't want to preach like that. I don't want to. And, and the Lord said, that's what I called you to do. And so I ran and 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 ran. And then, you know, after a while, you can only run from God for so long. I mean, you know, if God calls you, it says in calling and calling of God is the gifts and calling of God without repentance. God, God is just a... You know, you, you can't mess with him. And so I finally said, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do what you said. And it's taken me a while to get here, but I'm here now. And so, you know, I don't know how long that God will let me last and where he's put me to do and to speak, but I promised him I would be obedient. So I'm not being obedient to God to be mean and hateful to you. I love y'all. I, I mean that sincerely. You say, well, you sound so mean like an old mean grandpa. Well, I'm not being a mean grandpa. I'm not being a mean daddy. I'm not being a mean nothing. I ain't being a mean pastor. I ain't being a mean minister. No, I want you to understand this is serious business. This is serious business. And because the Lord is going to come back after his church, and the Lord ain't going to have no nasty church. Do you understand that? God ain't going to have no nasty church. There ain't going to be no nasty church going up. Uh-uh. Now, this podcast is, I, 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 I'm gearing it and have geared it towards people that are Christians. You want to know, learn more about the Word of God and get yourself straightened out so that you live in the way God wants you to live so that you can be pleasing and honorable to Him and, and not bring shame to His name and all of those things. But I hope and pray that even sometimes the sinner folks will get up on here. Because there is a difference between the saint and the sinner. Don't call, don't say, don't be using those words, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. There ain't even no Bible about that. 
That's a bunch of nonsense. Don't you know that's just made up by people? Oh, I'm a sinner. No, you were a sinner. Quit saying you are. You say, well, you're trying to say I don't sin. No, if you have repented of your sin and you make a mistake, you have an advocate with the Father, you go, you repent, and you keep moving, but you don't sit there in your sin. So you don't sit there and call yourself something that the Bible don't call you because once the people have turned, they're called a saint in the Word of God. Look it up. All right. So get that corrected and stop messing around. The Bible says the Word of God is for correction. Sometimes we got to be corrected. God's had to correct me so many times. I tell you what, it's a wonder I'm even standing because God's had to correct me so many times. But God said, you know what? I'm going to keep correcting you and I'm going to tear you up until you listen to me so that you go do what I told you to do because once you get yourself straightened out with me, you've got to go tell them and don't you be afraid of their faces and tell them what I said. And so here I am. I'm just obeying him. You say, well, God, you say if this sounds so mean and hateful. Oh, no, you don't know my God. If you think my God is mean and hateful, oh, no, you don't know. You don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. Is Jesus going to correct you when you're wrong? You better believe he is. Yes, he is. And I got plenty of Bible. He's going to correct us when we're wrong. That's what he's going to do. But Jesus is the most loving, most kind, most merciful, most patient, most long-suffering God. He is just absolutely mind-boggling when you think about all of his goodness and his kindness and his mercy. You and I, we, he don't even have to think about us. Who are we? Who are we that God would even think about us? You got to think about that now. All right. So Proverbs 16. We're going we're gonna to go into what we've been talking about. We probably don't have a whole lot more time here, but we're going to talk uh, some. Because uh, we, we're going to be looking in Proverbs 6. That's a place where we're starting with when we talk about things that God hates and you go to Proverbs chapter 6 and you go on down uh, and we're going to start with uh, verse 16 chapter 6 and verse 16 we're going to start there first excuse me I said chapter 16 but I meant chapter 6 and verse 16 we will go to chapter 16 in a bit, but we're going to start here. Chapter 6 of the book of Proverbs in verse 16. Now, see, I can make those little flub-ups and mess-ups on my podcast, but I try not to do that when I'm preaching, but sometimes I, uh, my mouth, I, my, I, I talk kind of fast sometimes. All right, so verse 16, it says, These six things doth the Lord hate. H-A-T-E. Hate! That's what he said. I didn't say, I'm telling you, it said the Lord hate. That's what it said. Go look it up. Get, get yourself, now listen to me. Y'all need to get yourself a King James Version Bible. I ain't talking about that new King James Version because they've got stuff, some stuff twisted up and translated in there that's not right. Uh, but anyway, so uh, King James Version, these things that the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. God's got seven things he hates. And they're all an abomination. God, absolutely. When you look at the word abomination up, it means God hates it. 
It makes him sick to his stomach. It just, and not that God has a stomach, but it's that, do we, do we mean that every time that we say it? No, it's a figure of speech to give the person the understanding that what you don't like is really, really making you think about the fact that you want to be nauseated and throw up. Okay? It's a figure of speech. You know that. Don't act like you don't know it. And the thing of it is that the Bible has lots of things where it uses figure of speech. Okay? So that's what the abomination, the word abomination means. It's something God hates and it literally can mean to make him sick to his stomach where he wants to throw up. All right. And God don't have no stomach because he's a spirit. So don't be sending no note to me and like, oh, you don't even know God is a spirit. I know God's a spirit. Sit down and be quiet and learn something. Stop running your mouth all the time. I get so sick and tired of people that don't want to listen. They don't want to sit down and just listen to the word of God. Why don't you want to just listen to the word of God? Why don't you want You know why people do that? I'm going to tell you why they do it. Because every time you turn around and you say something, they want to interrupt it because they don't want to get to the study. They don't want to hear. And you know what? Everything I've been talking about from the time I started this podcast today until now, we've been talking about the Word of God, haven't we? We've been talking about what Jesus said, haven't we? We've been talking about God's Word. Now, we may get a little bit uh, long-winded before we get to the main message, but we're setting up the foundation and we're still talking about the Word of God, aren't we? You know we are. All right. So, chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, These six things that the Lord hate, and yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And this is it. Verse 17. A proud look. That's one we're going to kind of look at today. A proud look, a lying tongue. And you know what, what the Word of God says about all liars. Y'all going to go, you're going to have your part in the lake of fire. And God is going to take that place of torment, that hell that people are going to be in. Don't you know people, anybody that anybody that dies today and goes to hell, You die, let's say you died today. Let's say you actually died today, sometime today, or you're going to die tonight or whatever. If you're not saved, you're going to be in hell for over a thousand years, well over, maybe longer, because who knows when Jesus is going to come back and rule and reign on this earth. Because the thing of it is, it's going to be well over a thousand years. And the reason I know that is because Jesus ain't come to real, rule and reign on the earth yet. And the Bible says he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. And so he is going to do that. That's just the way it's going to be. So there's already a thousand years that you're going to be sitting there rolling around in a place of torment called hell. Okay? Because y'all going to rise up out of the great white throne judgment. If you end up in hell, you, you ain't going to rise up until then. You're going to be staying down in there in that hell, place of torment called hell. And you can see that Jesus talked about it when he talked about the man that went to hell. Jesus, that was no, uh, you know, euphemism. That wasn't no painted up little story that Jesus told. Oh, no. He was talking about somebody that was literal. And he even named the person that went to heaven, that went to paradise as it is, and was there in a place of peace and comfort. Now, the reason why I say it went on to heaven, wherever God is, that's where heaven is. Okay? So when Jesus died and, and went down and, and uh, did all that he did, now I'm not even going to get into all that, but uh, did all that he did and then rose from the dead, those ones that were down in there, 
You know, because there's a place of peace and then there's a place of torment. And those in peace, and God took them through Jesus and, and by what Jesus did to be with him. And so wherever Jesus is, they're going to be there. Amen. And so I'm glad and I'm thankful that I know Abraham's there. Abraham's right there with Jesus. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. He's the father of the faithful. Amen. So he's there. Amen. And uh, the many others that are going to be there with him. And uh, so we're excited to be able to meet them. I, I want to meet some of these folks one day. As a matter of fact, I want to meet them all that are going to be there in heaven. It'll be an exciting thing. But uh, chapter uh, 7 says, A proud look, a lying tongue. Uh, I was talking about that, and I got off on talking about that lake of fire. The Bible says hell. And so what I was saying to you is, anybody that dies today, you die. let's say you die tonight. Let's say you die by midnight tonight. All right, you're not saved. If you ain't saved, you didn't repent of your sins, and 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 you needed to get baptized in Jesus' name, and you just played around and played around and played around and didn't get it done, huh? Well, where was your commitment? Why didn't you make the commitment to do what you needed to do? And then why didn't you spend time in prayer? You said, "Well, I've never got baptized with the Holy Ghost." Well, the Bible says in Acts five and thirty-eight, chapter five and ver uh, first, uh, excuse me, chapter five and verse thirty-two, I believe it is. Uh, it says that. Uh, uh, he give the Holy Ghost to those that, that obey him. So what, what, what obedience is it that you've got to do? Well, you've got to repent. You've got to repent. You have full repentance. And you do that, and I'm telling you what, if, if, because if you take the example of those that Jesus spoke to, because before the Holy Ghost came down, 10 days before the Holy Ghost came down, which was the day that Jesus rose up into heaven, he told them before he left, he said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to stay there. And he said, you tarry there until the Holy Ghost comes. Well, do you think they were in there selling peanut brittle and popcorn and, and having a movie and they were, uh, you know, going on this camping trip and they were doing, look, I'm, I'm not against you eating popcorn and going on a camping trip. You want to do that. But here's the thing. They meant business with God. And they got in there. And the Bible lets us to know what they, they were in one mind and one accord. They were praying. They were seeking God. And that Holy Ghost came down. And the, Holy Ghost, and the Bible says every one of them were baptized with the Holy Ghost. So don't tell me that God don't want to baptize everybody with the Holy Ghost. That's another lie from the pits of hell that come out of the mouth of a false teacher that got it from the devil himself. And your daddy's the devil. If you want to preach what the devil puts in your mouth, then your daddy's the devil. That's what Jesus said. You know, you want to preach something and you want to teach something that ain't right, then your father's the devil. And, and you know, you can be adopted by God if you want, but you got to repent. And you gotta, you got to repent of that false doctrine you teach. Sitting there telling people they're going to be rich coming to Jesus, you lying preacher. You better repent. Because you've got a place there in hell if you don't. And then however long it is before the Lord comes back to rule and reign on this earth. It already says he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. All this time before he comes back. Who knows? What if God don't come back for another 500 years and you die tonight? You're going to be in hell for 500 years? And then the Lord's going to come and rule and reign for a thousand? That's 1,500 years right there you've been in hell. Before you go to the white throne judgment. And who knows if you're even going to have any relief of that torment when God raises you up for the great white throne judgment because you went to hell. So you better stop your lying. Okay? Now I know we ain't talking about that sin that God hates, but God hates us. You, you liar. You better stop. Don't you know the New Testament 
it says that if you lie, lie no more. If you steal, steal no more. God don't want you to keep stealing and lying. And don't sit there and make a joke. Oh, it's just a little white lie. No. It says all liars, stop lying. You need to stop it. Stop. Don't sit there and claim to follow Jesus if you're going to be a liar. Because you're headed to hell. Do you want to go to hell? Now, I don't. If you really believe what it says about hell, I don't think you won't go to hell. I know I don't. And you say, well, what if I slipped? And I said, then you better turn around and repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me and correct whatever it was you said that was a lie. Get it straightened out. Right then. Don't sit there and play with God. Amen. Jesus is going to let us repent. You can repent. You got an advocate with the Father. But don't sit there and say, oh, because I've got an advocate with you, Father, I'm just going to lie through my teeth. No, you can't do that because God knows your heart. That's a hypocritical heart, and you think you're going to play with Jesus just like Ananias and Sapphira did. They thought they could play around with God, and they found out they couldn't, and God struck them dead. And don't tell me, you lying preacher, that God struck them dead to send them to heaven. No, he did not, because God sent judgment to them. Do you think their judgment on this earth would not extend after? Huh? Yeah, is that what you think? Is that the lie you're going to tell people? Because that's not true. And so if any of you preachers are listening, you better stop teaching these lies. You're going to have to get right. You're going to have to tell the truth. And that's just a part of one of the things God hates is lying. If there's any teenagers listening to this, you better stop lying to your parents. Stop lying to them and tell them you're going somewhere else. You better quit that. Stop that. Oh, well, I need support in my whatever. No, listen. If the world is supporting you of something that is against God's word, then you need to stay away from that because that means they're sucking you in to a lie they are telling. Okay? So you need to you need to repent of that and you need to be honest with your parents to let them know and 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 know that your parents love you. They care about you. If there's any teenagers listening, you know, and you say, well, they just don't understand me because I got this struggle or I got that struggle. Listen, I know all about struggle. Why do you think this podcast, this podcast is called God's Whole Word? Why do you think, if you would look and listen to my podcast, I'd tell you, you know what our, our, our worship services are called? What you look up on YouTube is called the eunuch preacher. Why do you think I say that? Do you think I say that because I just like the way the word flows off of my tongue and just runs off my tongue? The eunuch preacher. No, that is not why. Okay? I understand what it's like to be in the world and be different than everybody else. I get that. I understand it. But God still requires us to repent, honey. You're going to have to listen to God. Now, son, if you, if you, if you, a daughter, whoever you are, listen. You, you got to understand God loves you and he's got a plan for you. He didn't, he didn't make you a male for you to turn around and say you was a female. No, he wants you to learn how to be that way. And I, I know it might be a struggle. It was a struggle with some of the things I've dealt with. I know what you're talking about. But listen, God did not make a mistake in what he did with you. He did not. God didn't make that mistake with you. God did. And if you're a female thinking you're a man, listen, God didn't make the mistake when he did what he did. He wanted you to be born as you were. And don't stop talking to me about... Uh, oh, well, what about the intersect? Well, they're a eunuch. Don't sit there and try to twist the story. We're talking about you. Because most people are not intersect. There are very, very few. 
So don't try to take that on and try to make that like your uh, platform because that ain't going to work. You ain't got enough room to stand because there ain't enough of them born. Not as what you say. And there has never been, ever, any that were 100% male and 100% female born in the same body. That has never happened. Now, there's some mixtures of things, but I'll tell you what, they're eunuchs. So, any of you parents, you got kids that struggle with that? You know, I know you probably don't want them to listen to me because I'm, I'm pretty straightforward and I'm blunt and I'm to the point and I tell it like it is because that's what God said and he put a fire in my mouth and it comes out like that. It's like a dragon with a fire. I'm all, but I'm not a dragon, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to do what God said and he put a fire in my mouth and he said, you better preach it. And he said, don't be afraid of their faces. Do not. So it may look and feel like to you it's a dragon with fire. Not me. That's not how I feel. I, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be obedient to what God said. And I want to tell you because he loves your soul and I love your soul. Now, I ain't equal myself to God in no way, no how. But I'm just saying, God put a love in my heart for people. You say, well, why are you talking about you do? Because I want you to be saved. I don't want you to be lost. I want you to be saved because I love your soul. And Jesus loves your soul. And he wouldn't have put nothing in nobody, no preacher's heart, to try to reach people if, if he didn't love no soul. But he put that love in my heart for you too, you see. And the Lord loves you. He wants to save you. And, and so I, I would say this to you, you parents that are maybe dealing with those, those kind of things. And I say that, and you know why I say that. Because we are dealing with a shooting that has taken place that killed three children and one of them was a pastor's daughter just recently. You know what I'm talking about. And you know why I'm saying it too. Because that person, they wanted to call themselves a transgender. That young lady wanted to call herself a man. But she was born as a woman because God wanted her to be that way. You see. Now, one of the things that we're talking about today and I've already gone on for 41 minutes, but listen, what we're going to talk about is the things that God hates and what we're going to be looking at. Now, I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to get on. But in verse 17, it says, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. That happened these last few days ago. Hands that shed innocent blood. And, and verse 18 says, and a heart that deviseth evil imaginations. That went on. Feet uh, that are swift running to mischief, that went on, and false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. All right? Now, so the thing that we're going to look at for a moment is the one thing that said the proud look. And, uh, you know, God hates that. God hates the look of pride. A proud look, the look of pride. God don't like that. God absolutely does not like that. Now, what I would like you to do is go over to Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 18. And let's read that for a moment. This is what God says. He says in chapter 16 of the book of Proverbs in verse 18, Pride goeth before destruction. Hmm? It's the reason why that young lady was destroyed. You know, she was destroyed by the fire that came out of her or came from uh, the police at her to stop her from what she was doing. But pride, when you want to take over and you want to 
rule over people and you're going to go after them and and you're going to try to destroy them and you've got a plan and all that that is led by a spirit of wickedness and pride because you feel like you're playing god and you say well she's gone she died and left yeah she did but i'll tell you what she met god yes she did and i want to say something because I don't want to say a whole lot right now about that because I realize that if her parents are still alive, I don't know that they are. I think they might be, but I don't know all of the details of it. So please forgive my ignorance. And it's not because I don't care. It's just that um, I have been so bothered and hurt uh, by what I've seen. It just breaks me at the core of my soul. And the reason is because I used to be a part of this group. Gay, lesbian, transgender, all those. I was in that life. And God led me out. God said, you need to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And so it, it really, really does something to the inside of my soul. When I heard what I did, it just absolutely wreaked pain. It ripped through my soul. And I remember yesterday, I had company over yesterday, and I, I, I said to the person, and I just shook my head, and I said, I can't believe I was ever a part of any of this. I can't believe I was ever. I, my, my mind can't even, it just doesn't compute anymore. And um, now, with that said, some people may misinterpret what I'm saying, and I'm not going to get into all the detail of that because I want to talk about what we're talking about, and that is God's Word. But uh, this thing that God says that he hates, which is pride, the look of pride. God is telling us in chapter 16 and verse 18, he said, pride goeth before destruction. If you keep going down the road of pride and you don't let it go, I'm going to tell you what, you are going to be destroyed. That's all there is to it. There ain't nothing left to say. God said what he mean and mean what he say. He's not a God to lie. He is a God that tells the truth. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. And then it says, in a haughty spirit before a fall. So you're going to have pride goes before the destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. They work hand in hand. Now, we're going to go on back to chapter 6 and verse 17, a proud look, it says. A proud look. And so we want to kind of get an idea of what this is meaning. And there are several things that we are going to be looking at um, concerning a proud look. We're not going to be able to finish them all today because uh, we've got to rightly divide the Word of God. That's what the Word of God says. And so we've got to be obedient to what God says. We've got to rightly divide it. And when you do that, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. 
and we are about and uh, a mind of to uh, speak the whole word of God, not just part of God's word. And so, what I would like you to do, if you would, is uh, if you got your Bibles with me, with you, uh, we're in King James version, and we are going uh, to Jeremiah. All right. Now you're gonna keep on going. You go if you will find the Book of Isaiah, and I say these things to people because if you're new in the Lord. Uh, you know, it helps to navigate through the Word of God because what I like to encourage people to do because those uh, where I minister and I say, I, I don't want people looking up the Word of God on the phone. I don't want people doing that. I said, I want you to get a Bible. I want you to get a King James Bible because that's what we use. And I said, you can, you know, if they want to use other uh, study Bibles, there are some other ones and there's even some that are couple, that are actually older than the King James Version. I understand that. I'm not ignorant to those things. But what I do want to say to y'all is uh, this, uh, we've got our reasons why I use this uh, the majority of the time, if not all of the time, during the giving of lessons and the preaching of any messages that God put on my heart to do. But um, we, uh, you know, that's what we endeavor to do. Now, the only one that I would absolutely tell people to stay away from is the Living Bible. I, I'm not kidding. I would just stay away from that because uh, the bottom line is, it is just simply a paraphrased storybook is what it is. It's not really the Bible at all. Uh, so don't get confused and, and, and dissuaded. And, and uh, Because a lot of that, because it is paraphrased, you've got a lot of people putting their own ideas and stuff in there, and you can't do that. Now, the King James Version has been um, well documented that it was translated word for word and that kind of thing. And uh, we, we do have... A couple other older versions than King James Version and all of that. And, and those are good books. I've got a couple of those myself. But um, uh, we want to be careful what we're doing. Uh, now, I do not aspire to looking at the new King James Version because I have looked through that and I see where some people are kind of, uh, uh, they want to, how shall you say, bundle some things up. Hmm? This isn't progressive insurance. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Come on now, hallelujah. Amen. We're not going to be bundling up the word of God. You're going to have to do what God said and rightly divide the word of God. If God said to put it right in its place, you better flat out do that. Amen. And so that's what we're going to do. And so I'd like you to go, if you would, to the book of Jeremiah. So as I talk and I'm... Anytime I've done Bible lessons, I've been. Uh, uh, we have our worship services on Saturday, and certainly I encourage any and all those of y'all that listen on God's whole word. We have what's called the Eunuch Preacher. You can go and Google it. Uh, the words are separated. The Eunuch Preacher, and they're all in capital. Eunuch is spelled E-U-N-U-C-H for those that might wonder. Um, and uh, the eunuch preacher and so we have our worship service on saturday and i tell you what we pentecostal we believe in just having a good old time in the lord and i say that not because i'm trying to put a label on anything because i really don't like doing that um but i do it for the sake of helping people to understand uh what they're going to be seeing because uh, you know some people that say well these type of people worship over here this way and these type of people worship. and when somebody says they worship like a pentecostal they've got their ideas about certain things now, so, you know, we sing, we shout, we dance, we clap our hands, we have a good time, we sing all kinds of song in the Lord and everything. We pray, we've got lots of prayer going on, and um, uh, all of those things. 
and just really have a good time in the Lord. And then we uh, do our best uh, with the, uh, what God puts in uh, my soul to preach, to reach the lost. And uh, so we do that on Saturdays. Now all of our uh, podcasts and the Eunuch Preacher, they are all at this point being pre-recorded and then loaded up afterwards. So you certainly cannot get it in real time right now. But uh, we, we, we're going to get there. We're going we're gonna to get there one day. But you want to know who I am that's up on the podcast because uh, we were trying to get this set up so that people could actually, you know, see the person that's on the podcast and that kind of thing. But we just couldn't get it set up that way at first. I'm not real tech savvy with that kind of stuff. And uh, the one that was helping me with uh, our son, uh, he's gone on and moved on to uh, Nebraska. And um, and so uh, it's a, quite a ways away from where we are here in Texas. So we, we do the best that we can if we've got to communicate or ask a question or whatever and that kind of thing. And certainly my spouse has certainly uh, been an absolute uh, blessing to be able to know how to load these things up because I don't even know how to go. I just know y'all uh, to get on here and give you the Word of God and talk to you and, and just to let you know what what uh, God is saying in His Word. That's all I've got for you. That's all I can do. And I, you know, I ain't nobody. I don't claim to be anybody with a bunch of degrees hanging all over my wall or nothing like that. No, God just took me and just called me to preach and said, I want you to go. And I've been studying the Word of God for many, many, many years and um, so that's all I've got under my belt and being uh, baptized with the Holy Ghost and God give me a word and uh, listening and of course being taught by many many preachers uh, as well and so and still to this day I listen to the preacher I don't think that I'm uh, an island to myself that I can't learn nothing from the word of God that's absolutely foolish nonsense to think that and so I listen to men and even some women of God that I've seen preached and had wonderful messages that touched my heart and so I thank God for that. Um, but uh, anyway, so I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 22. And like I said, if you go to Isaiah, you flip over one more book and uh, you'll, be in Jer you'll be at the book of Jeremiah. And to chapter 22, if you will. All right, chapter 22. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to start. Uh, we, we're not probably not going to get to all of this today, like I said, because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, when it comes to this specific thing that God hates, which is a proud look. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, so we're going to go on to verse 16 and 17 of chapter 22 in the book of Jeremiah. And, you know, the Lord had spoke to Jeremiah and he had told him, he said, I want you to go speak to the king of Judah. And so this is um, uh, basically what is going on. And it gives you the contrast between this king and his father who reigned before him. And so verse 16, he said, he judged the cause of the poor and the needy. Now he's talking about this new king's daddy, or this not new king, been a king for a while. But he said, he said, he he's, he's talking about his father, and he said, you know, he judged the cause of the poor and the needy. In other words, he judged it right. He 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 judged your daddy when he was king. He judged this situation right, and you're not doing that. That's what he was basically saying to him. And then and then it says, and then it went well with him. He said, because he listened to God, it went well with him. Now, this is what Jeremiah has got to repeat the words of God because he said, this is what the Lord said for me to tell you. He said, he judged the cause of the poor and the needy. This is what God is telling this king. He said, you go tell him, I said, this is what his daddy did and that it went well with him. And then he said, was not this to know me, saith the Lord? 
In other words, he said, didn't your daddy do right? Because he wanted to have uh, that word, no. It, it, when you look that up, it is, an, it is an intimate relationship where you know the person inside now. You have got this uh, knowledge of, of them beyond uh, what would be the normal thing. You know, just like it's not a casual type of a relationship type of thing. No, he said, didn't he want to follow what I said and obey what I said? Because he wanted to know me. He wanted to love me. He wanted to have a relationship with me. He wanted to absolutely say, Lord, I love you. I, I want to do what you say. I want to obey you. I want to talk to me, Lord. Tell me what I need to do. He said, that was your daddy. And then verse 17. But thine eyes, oh, hallelujah, Jesus, help us when our eyes get prideful. He starts to tell the king. He said, but thine eyes, he said, you ain't like your daddy that reigned before you. He said, thine eyes and heart, thine heart. Don't you know that your eyes, they, your heart, it has its own, own eyes. It's a, uh, now, I'm not talking about physical eyes like, you know, I got to wear glasses right now because my, my uh, sight has not been, uh, you know, over the years as you get older, you know, you got to re wear reading glasses, so I've been doing that. But that's not the type of eyes it's talking about. You know, the eyes... Uh, what you see, you know, you and I, we've got eyes that we look at certain things. In other words, haven't you heard this saying before? I don't see it that way when you're talking about a certain way you believe. Well, what do you mean you don't see it that way? Well, you know exactly what you mean. It means you're looking at it from your thought perspective and how you see something, how you believe something. So that's what that is talking about. He said to this king that's so unlike his daddy that reigned before, he said, but thine eyes and thine heart are not but for covetousness. He said, all you want to do is covet. You know what? He said, you want to take things from people that don't belong to you. You see what they've got and you want it and you go take it. And God said, I don't like that. He said, but thine eyes and thine heart are not but for the covetousness and for to shed innocent blood. God don't want us shedding innocent blood. He said, but to this king, he said, this is what you are like. Your daddy wasn't like that, but you're like that. Let me ask you something. You, Christian, you think it's okay for people, uh, excuse me, let me reword that. Do you think it's okay for women, women, W-O-M-E-N, women, because women are the only ones that can get pregnant. I said it. They're the only ones that can have a period. Women, W-O-M-E-N. Do you think that women that are Christians it's okay for them to go get an abortion just because it's just inconvenience. Look, this is my body. No, it is not. If you are a Christian, you ought to know what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Hmm? Let's read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I didn't write that down, but I'll tell you what. Let's go there because... Uh, that's a hot topic for some people. They don't like it. And even people that claim to be Christian, they think everything's okay with that. And verse 19, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? That body don't belong to you. So I've got a question. 
do you people who claim to be Christians, and I'm talking about the men and the women, men and the women, and even some of you teenagers, you think that you can just choose, you women can just choose to have an abortion because it's just my, uh, you know, it's just too inconvenient for me right now. Or you've been lied to and told that's not a baby in there. Tell me, how did you start? How did you start in the womb? Hmm? If they had left that baby in the womb, if they had left that life in the womb, would it become a baby? You know it would. You know it would. Now, didn't they leave you in the womb? Because obviously they did. You're a human being, aren't you? Isn't that right? Of course it is, and you know it is. But you like to play these little word games. So many of them like to play these little word games to justify what they're doing. But God says right here, he tells this king, he said, look. He said, your eyes and your heart, all you want to do is you want to be covetous and you want to shed innocent blood. God don't like that. And you're going to find out one day you don't like it. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't repent on this side, if you do not repent on this side and turn from your wicked ways. And these is what these are the things why he was telling that king. Well, if you got it in your heart too, you think God's just going to let you slide? Oh, well, I'm a part of the church. Things are different for me. Oh, no, they're not. As a matter of fact, God makes it very clear in the word of God in the New Testament. He said, you know, God, one time he winked at ignorance. He said, but he don't do that no more. He requires repentance. There are certain things that God would wink at back in what we would call the olden days of the Bible. But meaning the Old Testament. And uh, he said, but not no more. He said, there were some things I did overlook and I winked at it and I just let it go on because I had a purpose I was trying to get to. He said, but now... Why now? Because of verse 19 of chapter 6 of the first book of Corinthians. Your body is not your own. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's why. Their bodies were not the temple of the Holy Ghost. They were not baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit, yes, the Spirit moved with them. Yes, the Spirit could be in them and so on and so forth that you see in the Old Testament. That is true. But they were not baptized with the Holy Ghost. That didn't happen until the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts in chapter 2. Read it. Now, so, God is saying to this king, he said, your eyes are full and your heart, and you got covetousness and you won't shed innocent blood. And he said, and you're, you're all about oppression and for violence to do it. And you see that today. People are all about oppression. Don't you even sit there and tell me that you're oppressed and that's why you're doing your uh, drag shows in the library. Don't you even tell me you're doing it because you're oppressed. No, you're oppressing the people that are saying, look, uh, if you can do that reading, then people should be able to go in there and bring books in that talk about Christian things. But yet, so many of them wanted to fight that and argue about that. Now, I ain't here to, to trump up anybody in their books or anything like that. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying. And, and I don't even aspire to, to that young man's uh, beliefs that he has as a Christian. Some of them I do, some of them I don't. But nevertheless, he's wanting to stand for Jesus. And that's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. But uh, Kirk Cameron, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. 
If you ain't never been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost just because you believe, because I've got Bible on it to prove that that's not true. And I'm saying that to you, brother, because I want you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost right along with your sister and everybody else. All right? And uh, so, but I'm happy that this young man, he's willing to, to put his neck out there and say, look, we, we need to be able to have time to talk to these kids because you know it's a flat-out truth. Now, I can say this because, like I said, I was in that life. I know what I'm saying. There is an agenda. Don't sit there and tell me it's not. I know what I'm talking about. I was there. There's an agenda. And you got to repent. you got to turn. Why do you think that things turn the way they did the other day? That agenda is turning violent. And you think that's going to be the first time things happen? I'm not trying to be a prophet of doom. I'm just telling you, look, it is what it is. It's the writings on the wall, folks. Huh? Now, I want to say this. You need to be compassionate of those who are not behaving like that young lady did the other day. Because there are some, I'm not kidding, I, I've seen some, and yes, they do struggle. They've got some deep emotional struggles. They've got some deep emotional struggles and scars and things they've gone through, and I, I get all that, and I understand that. I read a story today about somebody, and my heart went out, even though, uh, you know, they got themselves in a big mess and all that, but when you look back at everything that they dealt with, my heart went out in compassion to them, and I understand that, but, but God wants to help you. God wants to do things for you that you need to be able to give him a chance. But who who of us Christian folk are going to give him a chance? Who Who's going to help, uh, you know, carry the load? Because I'm telling you what, this is a heavy load. Because when you take people that have been so broken and so uh, torn apart, because if I told you my story and where I came from, I mean, I am writing a book. And, if, uh, you know, if, if God lets it finish before I pass on from this earth, then hallelujah, and we'll get it published and I can get it out there and all that. But I, I don't want to belabor people on my podcast over those things. I've mentioned some things, but I haven't got to the detail because I tell you what, there's a whole lot of detail. But when you get so broken and things are just uh, so destroyed in your life and so torn up in your life, you have a hard time grasping on to things that you need to grasp on to and you grasp on to whatever's there. And so, uh, you know, right now you've got people that are uh, just bowing down to this uh, God uh, of, of absolute lies. You know, because the thing of it is that God created, if you look at Jeremiah, now we're talking in the book of Jeremiah here, and Jeremiah went to talk uh, to this um, king, and he said, you know, you're not like your daddy. He said, you don't, your daddy, he did the things that he did because he wanted to know me. He wanted to have a relationship with me. But you, you're doing the opposite of what you're doing. Now, if you think that you can keep on going and being like that, uh, no. That you're going, there's going to be an end of the road and you're going to meet God. That's just the way it's going to be. There's going to be an end of the road. So this is the reason why that uh, me, myself, and my spouse and it, you know, in this ministry, we want to be able to stop people before they get to the end of the road. We want to be able to stop people before they get to the end of the road and help them and, and encourage them and strengthen them and pray for them and pray with them and, and, and try to support them and help them to come to Jesus. You know, because the Bible says that we're a ministry of reconciliation. Is that not what it says in the book of Corinthians by the mouth of the Apostle Paul? Of course it does. And so we've got to be about the Father's business, folks. Come on. And we've got to have compassion. Come on. And uh, so, you know, God is going to go, as he said, uh, out of the mouth of the Apostle Paul. He said, God will go among the base. You know what? 
You know what the base is? I'm one of those base. It means things that people just can't stand. You know, they just don't, they don't like that. They don't want you to use, uh, and you know what? And God's going to say, look, I'm going to use what I choose, whether you like it or not. And so if God is, you know, he's got people out here and you want, you want to say you live for God and all you want to do is play around with Jesus and then God puts it in the mouth uh, of somebody that is just going to be looked at as the base of the world, the slop and the pigsty mess of the world that I came from and who I was. And Jesus took me and cleaned me up and he put a fire in me and he said, I want you to go teach holiness and I want you to go teach my word and I want you to go tell them what I said and don't be afraid of their faces. Then I'm going to do that. But if you look at the book of Jeremiah and look at that first chapter and what, and I believe it's the first chapter. Let's see. I'm going to make sure because I don't want to tell y'all wrong. I think it's the first chapter. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he say, uh, first chapter in verse 5, he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, of, out of uh, the womb, I sanctified thee, and I adored, uh, ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So he said he formed him in the belly uh, of his mama. Said, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. God formed every one of us. Every one of us. God has done that. Yes, he has. He's been good. But you know, when God created us, he left us with an instruction book. That's what he did. The word of God. He gave us an instruction book. And he said, look, this is how you live throughout life. If you go to uh, the book of Peter, it talks about that God is going to give us in the first chapter, I believe it's the first, uh, let me turn there and see. I think it's the first book. There's uh, two books in the book of Peter. Let me go back over here and see. I think it's the first book. It might be the second book, but I know it's the first chapter. Uh, okay, bear with me for a minute. All right. All right, it's actually the second book of Peter. Uh, and it says, here it says in verse 2 uh, of Second Peter, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know you got to get that knowledge in there. And how are you going to get the knowledge? The only way you get the knowledge is by getting into the Word and reading the Word. And then in verse 3 it says, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that have called us unto glory and virtue. God has called us unto uh, glory and virtue. And he is going to give us and has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Well, where are we going to find that? In his word. In his word. And, and you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you what. God, that spirit of the almighty God, he's going to lead you into all truth. Because everybody needs to know they can be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Everyone was baptized in the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Everybody. There was nobody left out. And so God wants to do the same thing. And then he added 3,000 to the church on the first day. Come on. That was a revival, folks. And that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to send a revival. But you know what? Let's look at 2 Corinthians. I think it's not 2 Corinthians. Excuse me. 2 Chronicles, I believe it is. 2 Chronicles, and I think it's verse uh, four, chapter 14, verse 7, I think. Let's see. No, it's first chronicles. See, I get those. Anyway, I know it's fourteen seven. I believe. Oh, maybe seven fourteen. 
Well, anyway, we'll get there in a minute. Hold on one second. I know I got to look for it. And bear with me now. Bear with me now. Second Chronicles seven. Yes. All right. So what it is? Excuse me. It took me a moment because I sometimes I get my my numbers jumbled up and I get my letters jumbled up, and so uh, I've never been diagnosed with whatever that is that does that. But sometimes I get my numbers and letters jumbled up. But anyway, it is Second Chron. I knew the numbers were there, but I was trying to figure out what they were. So Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse fourteen. It says, "If if my people." Hey, folks, listen, he's talking to his people. He's, he's not talking to the world. He's talking to his people. And so he says, if my people, which are called by my name, those who are called by his name, we know that name, don't we? The name is Jesus. All of those Old Testament prophets and all of those people that offer sacrifice by faith, like Abraham and all of the patriarchs before us, you know, he's, he's our father, you know, Abraham, the father of the faithful. But... All of those, they offered those sacrifices in pointing to the Messiah that was to come. Now, you and I, we're living like 2,000 years later after the Messiah. So all of the spiritual sacrifices that we give, you know, we lift our hands up and we praise the Lord and, and we give a, a sacrifice of praise through our mouth because the Bible talks about the calves of our lips, how, how we would offer sacrifices out of our mouths. You know, God is doing this through us in this spiritual sense. And we are pointing back to the cross and looking back and giving God praise, you know, at what he did on the cross. I thank God for what he did on the cross. You say, well, I don't want to look back. And I'm gonna... Well, that's what we got to do to think about what he did, how he sacrificed himself in the life that he gave uh, for you and I because he took our place on the cross and he shed his blood. His blood washed us clean. And if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, don't you know that we're clean? Hallelujah. And we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Ready to meet the Lord when he comes. And so he said, if my people which are called by my name, and he gave us his name, Jesus, shall humble themselves. He said, if my people will humble themselves and pray, don't you know, we've got to pray. We've got to seek the face of God. It's not going to do you no good to call yourself a Christian. You're not going to pray. you got to pray. you got to seek the face of God. And then it says, and seek my face. My, 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 my. Seek my face. Now, we took this verse apart one time, and I don't know that if it was in the Bible study or if it was on the podcast, but we took this verse apart one time, and that part where it says, seek my face. And I'm going to tell you what, it's getting into detail. In other words, you're looking for God. You want to know what he's got to say. You want to know what his word says. God, I'm seeking after you. I'm looking after you. And that's what that's what the, the, the prophet Jeremiah was saying out of the mouth of God, giving the words of God out of his mouth and telling his son. He said, look, this is what your father did. And don't you know this is the reason why that he did it? Because he was seeking my face. He was looking for me. He was looking to know me and wanting to have a relationship with me you see and so he said if 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 there's a big word there it's only two letters but it's a big word if my people are you willing to be part of the if if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves are you going to let go of your pride let me tell you what god did for me god stripped me 
God took away my luxury cars. God took away my career. God took away my 3,000 square foot home and put me in a trailer. And I'm happy that he did. And I'm glad I'm driving my Chevy because I'm thankful that God was willing to take me and make me and mold me and shape me. Hallelujah. And we've got to all be willing. Let God humble us. Let us bow before him because God can use you. God can do anything he wants to do if you are willing to be a vessel. Don't you know every patriarch in the Bible? They were not some great, you know, person with massive power. No, they were just like you and I. They were just human beings, but they made themselves available. They said, no, we have got to make ourselves available to, to Yahweh, to, to Jehovah. We've got to make ourselves available. And we're going to let God use us. And he was able to use them in a mighty way because they were willing to be subjected to him and humble themselves and let go of their pride. Now, those that would pop up with pride again, and, and or, or bow huh? look at the story of Samson and look at the story of uh, you know the end story of Solomon I mean it's you know kind of sad what happens you know but he said if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways he's talking to the people hello hello he's talking to the people and he said turn from your wicked ways so if there's something in your life you need to repent of, repent! Do it. Get it done so that you can open up the portal, so to speak, of prayer. All right? Somebody gave me that word yesterday. But anyway, so I'm going to use it in a good way. So, uh, you know, that can open that place of prayer because we repent, you see. Because God is going to shut his ears to those that refuse to repent. But you're willing to repent, God will forgive. And then he said, if, if, if you'll turn from your wicked ways, he said, I'll hear from heaven. He said, I will hear you all the way to heaven. And he said, and I will forgive your sin. I will forgive you. And then look what he says, and I'll hear your land. Listen, folks. America is in the trash. America is not only in the trash. Listen, we're in a mess. We're in the slop, gut, nasty, stinky foul mess of garbage that America is being thrown into because of all the lies that people are beginning to believe. Don't you know what the Word of God says? Don't you know that the Lord said that if you do not have a love for the truth, okay, you don't want to love holiness, you want to turn holiness around and you want to preach against the holiness people, you want to preach against those that teach holiness and separation from the world, how dare you? How dare you? Because don't you know that God said, if you don't have a love for the truth, he said, I'm going to send a lie for you to believe. Or a strong delusion, excuse me. He said, I'm going to send a strong delusion for you to believe a lie. That's what he said. He didn't say he was going to send a lie. He said, but he's going to send a strong delusion. Okay? That's going to be such a deep confusion, you're not going to be able to get out of it. And then you're going to believe whatever lie comes along. Now, God can't send the lie himself because he's not a liar. He can't lie. But, but the devil can lie. The, 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 the lying spirit can lie from the devil himself, you see? And so whatever lie that the devil throws out there, God said, look, if you don't have a love for the truth, I'm going to send a delusion. And, and, and when God sends a delusion where it's so deep and dark and, and confusing, you can't get out of there. You're just going to be locked in there. Why? Because you would not have a love for the truth.
And what is the truth? Huh? He said, be ye holy for I am holy. That's what God said. You say, well, we're not talking about holiness. Don't you know repenting of your pride and humbling yourself before God? Don't you know you've got to be holy inside as well as outside? You've got to be holy inside. You can't just be holy outside. And yes, the Bible talks about, and Jesus himself said it. I ain't saying something Jesus didn't say. He was talking about the outward and the inward part of the cup being clean. Are you going to tell me that you would take a cup out of the backyard that your kids took in the backyard because they took dishes out in the backyard and they were out there spooning the dirt up and they, they got all this uh, rolling around and then they come in and they just rinse the inside but it's just a dirty, muddy mess on the outside that you would drink out of it? You know you fool would not. You would not do that. You know you wouldn't because you would say the cup was still dirty, wouldn't you? You know you would. You know you would. You know that you would say the cup is still dirty. And if you sit there and lie, preachers, and say there's no such as the outward holiness, that's a bold-faced lie. An absolute bold-faced lie. Okay? But God says that if the inside of the cup's not clean, it don't do you a bit of good to have a clean outside, outward appearance. And there is words that give us direction about outward holiness. But outward holiness... Listen, folks, those of you that do believe it, which I fully do believe it. Absolutely, I teach it and I believe it. But if you believe that, and you you know somebody looks at you and says, that, that person I can see, they, they, they live that life of holiness, separation from the world. They don't look like the world. They don't dress like the world. They don't behave like the world and all that kind of thing. But the thing of it is, if the inside of the cup is nasty because you, you, you're full of pride, you've got covetousness, huh? And 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 you you doing things like gossiping and lying and doing all that. Don't you know that's that's nasty from the inside? You're just filthy, dirty on the inside, no matter what you do. And he said that the outward it doesn't do any good to clean the outside if the inside's just a filthy mess. You have got to clean both of them. Listen to me, people that want to preach against holiness. You got to do both of them. You can sit there all you want and work on the inside, but the Lord said, the outward and the inward got to be clean. That's what he told the Pharisees. He said, you got to do both. I didn't say it. Jesus did. You don't believe me? Look it up. Huh? You say, well, I don't know where it's at. Well, I'm not going to tell you right now, but go to your pastor and see if he knows. Or maybe you are a pastor and you know exactly what I'm talking about when he talks about that cup. How dare you not teach them? You're a false prophet if you refuse to teach them. Or maybe you're afraid to. Excuse me, maybe you're not a false teacher. Maybe you're a preacher. Maybe you're one of those preachers and, and, and you just, um, you're afraid of your people. Well, you know what you get? You've got to get some gumption in you. huh? I used to be the most timid person. You say, I don't believe that. Well, I was. I used to be so afraid to talk to people. My palms would sweat. You say, well, you're just talking in the microphone. No, I'll tell you. You ask my son, because my son said to me one day, because I get in the store, and I just talk to people like I've known them forever. And he goes, how do you do that? He said, you knew them? I said, no, not until just now. And he goes, how do you do that? I said, because you're going to put that in me. He said, you, you have friends by showing yourself friendly, and, you, and, and the Holy Ghost, he, the Holy Ghost loves people, so the Holy Ghost is inside me, and so the Holy Ghost reaches people because he loves them, you see. God puts a love in your heart for people. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we've got to be willing. But listen, if you're too afraid, 
Maybe you know that holiness is right. Maybe you know what the holiness people are teaching about inward and outward holiness. You know it's right, but you're just scared to death to tell them. I get it. I get it. I understand. Because I was afraid for a long time. But I, I won't challenge you with this. Listen. And I say this with all the love in my heart that I can muster up in me. Listen. What I want you to do, if that's your situation. Now, if you're just one of these preachers that you you just you don't want to hear, well, why don't you just shut the podcast off anyway? Because who? Why bother listening to me if you don't like what I'm saying anyway? Just to just to be upset with me? I mean, why? Why bother? It's a waste of time. So, but you know, but if you are a preacher, that that's how you feel, and you don't know which way to turn. Let me challenge you with this. Can I ask you if you would just take, let's say, 30 minutes a day to start. Find some time to pray to the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your strength. I need you to just guide me because I know this is right. I know that we've got to go the holiness way. Because he said without holiness, we're not going to see God. And if you are responsible for people's souls, you know you've got to teach them. And so I want to challenge you. I mean, maybe it's 20 minutes for you. Maybe it's 30 minutes. But but something. Take some time to pray about it and say to the Lord. I mean, I'm not talking about two or three minutes. But I mean, give yourself some 20 or 30 minutes or something. You know, something. A bit of valuable time to, between you and the Lord. And, and talk to him like he's your friend. Can't you do that? Did you ever learn how to talk to the Lord like your friend? I talk to the Lord like he's my friend. I mean, him and I, we have conversation. I'm not kidding. And I'm not mental. I mean, when I say that, I, I don't want nobody to be offended. Look, my mom, she was schizophrenic. My father was schizophrenic. You say, well, then that's where or you, my stepfather. You say, well, that's no, no. See, that's the reason why I wouldn't say certain things for years because I knew people would jump there. I knew they would. But then the Lord told me, stop doing that. He said, I'm the one that called you. I'm the one that put the words that I put in your mouth. He said, go preach and teach what I asked you to do. Stop worrying about what everybody thinks. And and honestly, God is the only one that can give you strength to do that. You say, well, what if I you know, get to praying and God leads me and, and I get up and, I, and he leads me to preach and tell him, you know, we got to start uh, walking by faith. And, and in that, uh, we've got to exhibit works of faith and, and be uh, ones that walk in holiness. Well, then that means God wants you to teach that. Well, what if they just want to kick me out of the church? Then I guess that's not where you're supposed to be. Well, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this and that? Because this is, you know, they're they're you know they're taking care of our rent and my family. And how am I going to feed? Uh, if God asks you to do something, here, listen. Where God guides, God provides. Where God guides, God provides. I promise you, I've seen it. I mean, I had to give up my home. I had to give up. God took them because pride got hold of my heart. You know, and sometimes your whole life has to turn upside down in order for God to get you where he wants you to be. And, and you know, if if you're struggling with that, maybe maybe you're somebody that, maybe not a pastor, maybe just a, somebody that goes to church, and you really feel the Lord leading you to find a place that teaches holiness. And waste no time. Waste no time. 
Don't waste no more time. If you go to worship on Sundays, now we go on Saturdays, but if you go to worship on Sundays, go find a, a, a church. Now, I'm going to encourage you to go to church that preaches the oneness of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. I'm going to teach you and talk to you and encourage you to go to a church that preaches Acts 2.38, which is repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then verse 39, which makes it very clear that the promise is to all of us. And so God wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So find a church that's going to do those things and teach you about separation from the world and holiness because the Bible teaches it up one side and down the other. Don't listen to these lying preachers that say anything any different. Because they're going to have to meet God and they're going to have to give an account for the things that they've said. So with that said, pride, we've got to let it go. We've got to let it go, folks. So I do want to end this podcast, y'all. Uh, for to, I want to pray for some folks, all right? Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. And I pray, God, that you help us to just let go of that spirit of pride and allow us to have a spirit of humbleness in our soul. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, as well, God... Anybody, anybody, if there's preachers that are, they feel convicted in their soul that they need to start teaching holiness, God, give them strength, give them the help, give them the guidance. And uh, Lord, I pray that wherever they're pastoring, that that the people's ears and eyes will be open to it and receptive to it, that their heart would accept what your word said, because your word said, be ye holy for I am holy. So with that said, God, I pray as well that anyone who maybe they're not a pastor, maybe they just feel this conviction in their heart and they want to find a church that will teach all these things that I just mentioned, Lord, that we know is true. It's in your word. I ask you, God, to lead and guide them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for this podcast being for almost an hour and a half because I believe the word had to go.